Welcome to the Ministry to Parents podcast. Here's your hosts, Elizabeth and Jeremy Lee. Welcome to the Ministry to Parents podcast. This is the podcast for church leaders that helps you build a ministry to parents. Hey everybody, I'm Jeremy Lee. And I'm Elizabeth Lee. Thank you for joining in on our podcast today. This is episode number 52 and we are kicking off a new series called What to Do When People Leave. Leave your church. That's right. Mm -hmm. Because we have learned over the course of the years that that can just sometimes be a socially awkward situation if they're leaving um, and they still live in the same town. Sometimes there's a positive. Mm -hmm. And it's oftentimes oftentimes something that we don't get right at or we don't do very well as a church because it's a a tough situation. It's hard to navigate well Mm -hmm. and oftentimes ends up clumsy. And so Clumsy. we want to try to navigate this in a better way. And so this is what to do when people, when families leave your church and they have, they're still in town and what to do. So we're going to give you four tips real quick, um, easy to, uh, process and assimilate and get going. So the first tip is, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm up first. <laughs> okay. I think you're doing the first and I'm doing second and third. Yeah, so uh, the first tip that we'd have to offer is uh, not to take it personally. Um, so many emotions get uh, wrapped up in this idea of when we we see a family. In fact, a family feels almost shame that they are uh, feeling led to or need to leave the church. So they kind of slide out like someone in the middle of the night trying to sneak away. It's like Lane Kiffin in Tennessee. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, I love that sports <laughs> reference. Uh, and – you uh you just kind of look up and you're like well, where where's the Johnson family where have they been it's been like 8 weeks and then you all of a sudden realize they're down the street heading to somebody else's church yeah. a lot of us who've been church leaders understand this feeling and it's easy very quickly to allow shame to come in and say well what was it about me mm-hmm. what was it about us that they didn't like or what did we do to hurt or offend them now here's reality those things might actually be issues. Um, quite often they are. But I would just submit to you um, to consider that quite often, especially in a family dynamic, there might be a whole other reason that actually has nothing to do with you or your church. It might have just been a healthy thing for their family. Mm-hmm. Um, one specific situation I can think of was a family where um, the uh, one of the kids in the family got triggered by the sound. Um, it, it's just in particular, the the music was loud and that kid um, was sensitive to it and just couldn't handle it. And they had to go to another place that that was quieter. <laughs> and and it wasn't an issue personally of anything. Uh, nobody was mad. Nobody's upset. Uh, it, it was just simply what was best for that family. This happens so often, as, especially as the kids get older, go through different stages, mm-hmm. and uh, the families have different needs. And also people go along on their journey with God, and God calls them to unique and different places. Mm-hmm. We have to make room for that and not just instantly take it personally or assume that we're in a conflict. Mm-hmm. And so uh, to help, as Jeremy was saying, with the clumsy piece, um, uh, at first – when you you realize, oh, I haven't seen the Johnson family for eight weeks, it's it feels personal because you've worked summer camp together and you have volunteered together. And there is a, a bond that happens when you serve together. That's part of being a, a, 
in the local church. And so um, slipping out through the night hurts, you know, it's, it can trigger abandonment and it can feel very personal. And so uh, one of the things that if it's a healthy situation, if you feel like you are in a healthy place, uh, the second thing would be is just to reach out and say, hey, I just wanted to check in on your family. Um, I would love to uh, meet up for coffee or grab a dinner real quick and would love to hear about the transition that's happening um, with you and your family. And and I think it would need to be said in a way that doesn't feel attacking. It obviously needs to be said that way. But also, uh, we're not trying to get you to come back. We're not trying. It might be a chance for you to bless their family, which would be so healing as a part as people begin to transition um, and you learn their story. Imagine if. Um, because, and you said shame might be the primary emotion, but it also could be anger. It could be guilt. Whatever our stories are personally, we bring those to the table when we feel a sense of betrayal or abandonment. And so I think that needs to be acknowledged. Okay, this is what I might bring in and this might not, this isn't that scenario, right? And so then it's okay. Uh, we meet with them. We hear they want to transition. They want different music. They want different preaching. They want a different church, children's minister or your youth leader. And it might be one of those things that, uh, what if, uh, you just had a chance to meet with them and, and bless them and bless them on their journey. I think that could go a really long way and actually would speak volumes to that family, but also the families that they impact and influence and are a part of in their community. Yeah, I think we're free to do that when we're responsible for our end of the deal. For example, if the Johnson family leaves and I feel shame, well, then it's up, it's on me to deal with that shame. If, mm-hmm. they, if they leave and I feel anger, it's on me to process that anger before I approach them. If they if they leave and I start to feel fear, like, oh, goodness, is everybody going to leave? Is our church going to mm-hmm. just fold mm-hmm. and I feel threatened? Um, then that's on me. And so if if as a church leader I can process those things in a healthy way, then guess what happens? Now I'm free to meet with the Johnson family. And even if I don't agree, even mm-hmm. if I think, you know what, you, this isn't of God or yeah. this isn't the right decision, um, I can meet with them and say, hey, you know what? I can see that you are doing what you can to follow God. You're You're trying and to move forward. And uh, all I can do in this moment is just say uh, that I have loved the time I've had with you. And, and just to, when you meet with them, you're free because you've processed your deal mm-hmm. in a healthy way. So now you're free to, to uh, kind of help them move on in this meeting that you're talking about, which, which, mm-hmm. which is ideal. Not recognize. I think we can both say, uh, we recognize there's 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 an ideal that we're discussing here. We know mm-hmm. things get messy. We've mm-hmm. been in the messy. We we get that. <laughs> Absolutely. But we're trying to describe a scenario of wouldn't it be nice if yes. we if we if we could handle our stuff in a healthy way and then meet with them and have a healthy meeting of, and to discuss what needs to be discussed. But both parties have to be into that. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh it's always about hindsight, right? It's 2020. Imagine is is what Jeremy's saying is you can do what's within your control, right? Sometimes it gets clumsy because we start messing with stuff that's not within our control. What's within our control? And in hindsight's 2020, so you got to think 10 years from now when I see this family at Kroger Publix, Albertsons, uh, Whole Foods, like when I'm in the grocery store and I run into them, uh, how will, 
how will I look back and go, man, I, I, I handled that well or I handled that poorly, you know, and, and that's the question to run and ask yourself because it's your way past it. Everybody moves on at some point, right? So, um, that's the second tip. So let's say they go, you know what, uh, this isn't gonna, this isn't the kind of situation that works out that way. We, there's no way we could do coffee or dinner. So the third tip's gonna be, uh, you could do some type of email that says, thank you so much. Uh, glad you have been a part. Uh, we are thinking about you during the transition with your families. Would you please take a minute and fill out this survey? Or if you think they wouldn't do it because uh, it would be associated with their family, you could put this up online. And as you bring families into your church, you could also say, if you ever leave, we have an exit interview that we would love for you to fill out on the way out. It's anonymous. You could do some free ones through surveymonkey.com. I think they've actually changed their name, but um, you could do something free like that. Or your, your if you have a church website, you could actually leave one up and have a whole process around exiting and transitioning. Because it's so interesting how so many churches have a hospitality and a greeting and a new members or however they handle it. They do it so well in the beginning. But it's at the end where things get messy and clumsy and so much church hurt, spiritual hurt occurs that if there was just a clear exit strategy, things, um, so much pain could be avoided if it were just clear and simple. So an exit interview of some kind. Yeah, this is the golden nugget of what we have to offer you today. I love that you brought this up, Elizabeth, because the, uh, we create beautiful systems around the front door. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love what you're saying. We have welcoming kits and and come on uh, visitors and full time staff. We have full time staff dedicated stuff. to it. Yeah. yeah, the front door is covered well. And why is that? If we if we're just really honest, because we, we want to grow. We want to we want to grow what we're doing. Want to make an impact. Uh, we uh, the the back door is a dark alley and nobody's <laughs> watching it. <laughs> Except for maybe Guido from the Deacons who might try to kick you back in. Or cut you on the way out. <laughs> but the back door, the back door is a dark alley, and we, and we haven't covered it well. And what would it look like? It, it's, it just would be a beautiful picture of health if we covered the back door with the same kind of systems, the same kind of. Yes. And the way that this works, what you're describing, is when it's talked about when the when the stuff hasn't hit the fan. Mm-hmm. Um, it needs to be talked about regularly. Like, hey. You know, at some point you might choose to leave. If you do, we have a process for that we'd like to invite you to. And just say that on a Tuesday or on a Sunday or on mm-hmm. a on a on a normal day when nothing's going on regularly. Wow, that way people actually might believe you that this isn't a setup. Mhm. Cuz my personality if if you're telling me about exit interviews while, while I'm, I'm left, exiting, I'm yeah. like this is a setup. <laughs> right. I'm going to just go on down to <laughs> Next Street Baptist Church and uh, Methodist our, Church or Episcopal or, or Catholic Church, whatever. Or, yeah. Sorry, don't mean to. Uh, so anyway, the uh, so to have that, I love what you're saying, but to have it regularly mm-hmm. throughout the year, regularly and and like to have pro- the same kind of programs around the back door that we create for the front door, that is healthy transition. Um, and it's and it's worth it because that is ministry. You're helping people avoid spiritual hurt. If you, if we know as a church body that this is where so much hurt occurs, uh, then it's a place, it's a direct place we can go to t- take care of it. 
Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes when you're talking about mentioning it on Tuesday or mentioning it on a Sunday, goodness, the amount of, of God confidence you would have to have in yourself and your calling to do so. Because if there's an ounce of insecurity, of a fear of abandonment, a fear of people leaving, I wouldn't want to say that because uh, I might put that idea in their head, you know. Mm-hmm. And I say that because I, I bring that sometimes in with my insecurities and, and fears of abandonment. It's like, oh, my goodness, I don't want to throw that idea out there because then they might think, oh, I have an option. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it is a fact and it's a reality. And so I think it brings a confidence level of saying, you know what, uh, I care so much for you that I want to have both front door and back door put in place and done well. Yeah, and I realize you might be listening to this and you're thinking, these people are crazy. Like, <laughs> if if we did this, our church, would, we, we wouldn't even survive. Everybody would leave all the time. What are you telling us? Encourage people to leave? Here's the deal. Um, I understand there's a self-preservation trigger inside all of us. Mm-hmm. But the reality is we kind of got into this believing that uh, what Jesus said is, upon this rock I'll build my church and not even the gates of hell will prevail <laughs> against it. So, <laughs> hey <laughs> – I mean, there really should not be self-preservation here. Um, I get it, uh, but... uh, It's both and. It's acknowledging I'm self-preserving, and at the same time, I need to do what's healthy. Because when we act as if we trust that God's going to actually keep us in business and we don't have to... once you join, keep the door locked and never let you leave. <laughs> that's that's prison. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so if we if we actually encourage people, then say, hey, you know what? We know not everybody's going to be called to stay here forever. So when you go, we want it to be healthy, and we have a process for that. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. The last thing we want to suggest is very simple. Um, it's more of when you get a chance to say something to someone who's left, what do you say? And um, I think um, to me the two messages that I'd offer that you say uh, is probably more about what you don't say. <laughs> but here are the two things to say. Uh, goodbye and thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, goodbye honors the transition and says, hey, you know what? I, I'm not going to try to pull you back. I'm not going to try to uh, trick you to come here. I'm not going to guilt you that you left. I'm going to simply say goodbye. Uh, I, I, I am recognizing a transition is happening. This brings closure, and it's not a bad thing to say goodbye. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it doesn't. It, and it can totally be goodbye for now. I'm sure gonna, I'm going to see you around town. I'm sure we're going to still, hopefully, still be in some sort of relationship. But goodbye honors a transition, and then thank you honors the commitment and, that they've made to you. Um, the season that you've gotten to spend together to say thank you for that. Thank you for giving your time, your money, your effort, your energy. Thank you for just being a part. Thank you. This leaves the bridge unburned, fully assembled, uh, ready to go backwards and forwards so that they have a pleasant um, relationship with your community and they can, uh, and, and it's, and it's, and it's messages. It, it's really the main messages that we want to make sure we're saying. Unfortunately, we sometimes don't get to that because we're so wrapped up in the other messages that are fueled by what we talked about earlier shame, fear, anger, mm-hmm. and those things. Mm-hmm. 
So we hope these just these have been our four tips today. We hope that they have got your mind spinning and that you are thinking about what does it look like um, and, and put yourself in the families that are in your church. Put them put yourself in their shoes and think about what does that look like. And uh, as, as your uh, hopefully ideas are spinning or you're thinking about what you could implement, we hope just one of these four tips uh, gives you just a starting point to get going to help the transition well so that you can do what's within your control because we just know it's not easy sometimes when families leave your church. So we hope this has been encouraging and we thank you so much for joining in. If you want some free resources for your parents, you can hit up ministrytoparents.com forward slash free and grab some there. Thank you again for joining in. This is the podcast for church leaders that helps you build a ministry to parents. You've been listening to the M2P Podcast. To download free parent resources, go to ministrytoparents.com.